The third Saturday in October, it is tomorrow, and Tennessee has a real chance to win down in Alabama for the first time since 2003. Kaner Keys, an informative and entertaining show. It's your Friday, Locked on Balls. You are Locked on Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Good Friday morning. Welcome into it. This is Locked On Balls. It is your team every single day. Appreciate you being here. Making Locked On Balls your first listen. Shout out every day or couldn't do this show without you. Thanks so much for subscribing to the YouTube channel, helping your brother out get paid and, of course, subscribing and following wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, don't want to waste any time. Your official Alabama preview. Who is Alabama? All right, we've talked about it a little bit as the week's gone on, but this is your official. Let's dive into the numbers. Alabama Crimson Tide with uh, Boogie Bentley coming up in segments two and three. Alabama 6-1 and one on the year, 4-0 in SEC play. They had a week two hiccup to Texas uh, at Bryant-Denny Stadium, losing 34-24 to since that hiccup have gone on to win five in a row. Now, Jalen Milrow started the first two games of the season after that loss to Texas. Uh, Nick Saban and um, and uh, Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, opened it up, uh, gave gave uh, Tyler Buckner, uh, the transfer quarterback from Notre Dame, an opportunity, gave Ty Simpson a, a little bit of an opportunity in the USF game. They go back to Milrow, and that was a smart choice. Milrow was always the best one in terms of if he plays at his potential, then Alabama has a chance to be the best because his best is way better than Buckner or Simpson, in my opinion. And, um, you know, he's, he's progressively gotten better as the season's gone on. However, that offense, we'll start with offense, offense is not a very good unit. It's why you go out and play the football game. I get it. And um, how many times have we seen pedestrian offenses, you know, run all up and down Tennessee? I understand that. But this offense, by the numbers, not a good offense. Ninth in the league in scoring 30 points per game. Tenth in the league in total offense, 367 yards on average a game. Tenth in the league in passing, 219 yards per game. Eighth in the league in rushing, 148 yards per game. And, and that rushing stat is probably the biggest head-scratcher uh, to, to read because you knew that Alabama would take a step back at quarterback. I mean, look at this game. Tennessee doesn't have <laughs> Jalen Hyatt, doesn't have Brew McCoy's out for injury, doesn't have Darnell Wright, doesn't have Byron Young. Of course, you don't have Hendon Hooker. And then for Alabama, you don't have Bryce Young, who was the best player in the world last year. You, you don't have um, – I mean, you don't have Jameer Gibbs, who was a first-round pick. You don't have some of that explosion at the wide receiver position you've been so accustomed to. So, I mean, knowing that Alabama, too, was going to take a step back offensively, but you thought it was going to run the football really well with Jace McClellan and Roydale Williams. So far, not really. Uh, those two guys have combined for four touchdowns and about 900 yards rushing between the two of them, averaging 4.8 and 5.2 yards per carry. Uh, this offensive line has um, blocked for 3.8 yards per carry. That's not very Alabama-esque, if you will. Uh Quarterback Jalen Milrow has thrown for nearly 1,400 yards, 64% completion, 11 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, 232 yards through the air a game on average. Now, running the football, he's definitely a threat. you got to keep him bottled up. Um, I'm not taking sacks into consideration. This is just him running the football yards gained, 325 yards gained on the season and 5 touchdowns. Overall, he has thrown 4 interceptions and lost 2 fumbles, so... Um, he's turned the football over six times. Wide receiver, really the only name to pay attention to so far this year is Jermaine Burton. Um, he's been a guy that's been really good. 19 receptions, 446 yards, four touchdowns, 23 yards per reception, which is really solid, really, really solid. Um, Isaiah Bond also has 20 receptions on the season, a couple touchdowns. Corey Brooks, 
one of the better freshmen in the league last year. Only three receptions, 30 yards. Maybe there's an injury there. Uh, I'm not too sure. But um, anyway, you want to spin it. This offense is very underwhelming, and maybe it's because the offensive line's underwhelming. So far this season, 31 sacks allowed, 50 TFLs allowed. Again, it's only blocked for 3.8 yards per carry. Unit overall, 44% on third downs, which isn't horrible. And it scored 12 touchdowns and 20 red zone trips. And this offensive line, they've got name power. One of the best centers in the league is Seth McLaughlin. Um, he's their center. Again, you've got Tyler Booker at left guard, J.C. Latham at right tackle. Those are all SEC players. And you got a five-star freshman that Tennessee needs to make look like a freshman, and that is Caden Proctor at left tackle. So opportunity there. Where Alabama looks very pedestrian, very underwhelming offensively, it's a pretty sound, sound Alabama unit defensively, more of what we're accustomed to seeing. Um, Alabama's defense, 16 points per game. That's second in the league. Tennessee, 17 points per game. That's third in the league. 292 yards of total offense allowed per game. That's third in the SEC. Tennessee, 303 yards of total offense allowed. That is fourth in the SEC. Very similar numbers here. Um, 187 yards allowed through the air. That's third in the SEC. Tennessee, 197 yards allowed through the air. That's fifth in the SEC. And 104 yards allowed on the ground. That's third for Alabama. Tennessee, 105 yards on the ground allowed. That's fifth. Tennessee has sacked the quarterback 24 times. Alabama has sacked the quarterback 26 times. Alabama has totaled 50 tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Tennessee has totaled 52 tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Tennessee has picked off passes six times. Alabama seven times. Tennessee has recovered two fumbles. Alabama has recovered two fumbles. Very, very similar stats defensively. We talk about how similar these two teams are on the defensive side of the football. Uh, what makes Alabama go? What makes Alabama tick? Well, much like Tennessee defensively, it's that pass rush. Arguably the best pass rusher in the nation. Arguably the best pass rusher in the Southeastern Conference. And I say arguably because old James Pierce and Tyler Barron are saying, hey, oh, oh, what about me? What about me? But I'm talking about Dallas Turner. Leads the SEC with seven sacks. Pierce is second with six. Um, he's got nine and a half TFLs, 10 quarterback hurries, and two forced fumbles. He, that's on one side. The other side, that's Chris Braswell. Four and a half sacks, seven TFLs, one pick six, five quarterback hurries, a forced fumble, and a blocked field goal. Very good football players. It starts from the front, and they get really good in the back end as well. Two solid linebackers, but the secondary, really good players. Kool-Aid McKinstry is a is an NFL cornerback. Terry and Arnold is a really good cornerback. Two safeties and Caleb Downs and uh, Jalen Key. And then you get your, your star player, Malachi Moore, back as well. Alabama's good defense. And um, I really think Tennessee needs to start with the run, run the football, and, of course, continue to take your shots uh, off it. Continue to take your shots off uh, the run game if you're Tennessee, um, in my opinion. But I think Tennessee can still run on this defense. I do. I truly do. A&M couldn't do anything against uh, Alabama's rush. Alabama couldn't run on AM. I think Tennessee can run on Alabama. I truly, truly do. That's just uh, that is just my opinion. Okay, that's a look at Alabama. Um, I think Tennessee needs to handle the road environments well. That's something that we haven't seen so far, and um, that that's kind of the overarching theme. It's like, well, Tennessee can do this. Tennessee can do this. Tennessee can do this. But but Tennessee hasn't handled the road environment well dating back to last November. And so that's kind of the thing that's always in the back of my mind, right? And so that's a big reason why many are picking Alabama to win this football game. And I think that's fair. If this game was in Knoxville, a lot of people would be picking Tennessee to win. Um, and, and again, I think that's fair. Uh, I think Tennessee has an excellent, excellent opportunity to win this football game. I think Tennessee can make matters horrible for Jalen Milrow. I think they can get after the passer. I think Tennessee can stop the run. 
And if you can limit those deep balls from Jalen Milrow, I think defensively you're going to have a good day. I truly do. I think the game plan is to, much like Florida, try to bottle everything up in front of you because Milrow's intermediate 10 to 19 yards. He's not a good thrower. Not a good thrower at all. No touchdowns, three interceptions, 50% in that range. But if he continues to get you, you can't be married to it like you were at Florida. you got to be able to bring some pressure and mix some things up and be aggressive. Um, I think Tennessee can get after the quarterback. I think Tennessee can run the football. I just think the biggest thing is, can 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 Joe Milton be average? If Joe Milton can be average and you, you have a good day defensively, you run the football, not even elite day defensively, not even elite running the football. I'm just saying if you go on the road, you play good defense, you have a good running day, and Joe Milton is average, and, and you handle the road environment much better than you did against Florida, I like Tennessee in this one. I truly do. Those are a lot of if, 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 if. I get it, but I like Tennessee in those regards. Uh, what does Boogie Bentley think? We got a whole lot more to get into here on a Friday show. Uh, we'll talk with Boogie Bentley of the Talking Vols Network. That's coming up next right here on Locked on Vols. I do want to tell you about our friends at BetterHelp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is just getting in its own way? Like you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't. Therapy can help figure those things out. Therapy might be something that can help what's holding you back. So it can work for yourself instead of going against yourself. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and, and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Um, it's for anybody like, you know, people, it could be for you. It could be for me as well. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try today. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get $10 off your first month. That is BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on college for better help. Make your brain your friend with better help. And uh, as always, a proud sponsor to our, our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get up to $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on all that action. Whether you're looking at spreads, whether you're, you know, the totals, wondering if you should do those overs, those unders, or individual player props for teams or players, uh, you, you can do it all at FanDuel Sportsbook. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. One more time, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season today. $200 in bonus bets guaranteed at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Uh, FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Hey, welcome back into a Friday edition of Locked On Vols. Um, you know, it's either Thursday or Friday, but one of these uh, days in the week, we always talk to Boogie Bentley of the Talking Vols Network. We call it Locked On Talking Vols. Boogie, a monster, monster football game for Tennessee and for Alabama. Man, we're just hours away now. Third Saturday in October, Buck Fama Week, Beat Bama Week, Bama Hate Week. I don't care what you call it, man. You're right. It's huge. I've already I've already went out on a limb and said if Tennessee finds a way to go down to Tuscaloosa and win this game, they're not losing again the rest of the season. You don't beat Alabama on the road and follow it up with a loss to Kentucky or Missouri. You don't and then Georgia, bring Georgia to town. We all know what I think about Georgia fans. You beat Alabama, Neyland Stadium's gonna be rocking, but uh, you gotta start with the third Saturday in October. Tennessee's got a big, big job ahead of them coming up on Saturday man this is a, uh, a football game that 
that Tennessee hasn't won a lot in recent memory. Of course, last year snapped a 15-game losing skid. The last time Tennessee won in Tuscaloosa, man, all the way back in 2003. So for the, I know you're a little older than me, but for the majority of your life, for the majority of my life, I mean, it has God, phone, go away. It has been, uh, it has been all Alabama and not a whole lot of wins for Tennessee at Alabama. Um, what's this game mean to you, man? I mean, this is like I love Tennessee football because depending on the demo, you can say, well, Florida's your biggest rival. Well, Vanderbilt's your biggest rival, and I know Vanderbilt's viewed as a little brother, but still, you don't lose that game. Alabama depends on who you ask. Maybe your dad, maybe my dad, maybe my grandfather. This Alabama game means an awful lot to an awful lot of Tennessee fans. What's this Alabama game mean to you? I mean, it's been a it's been a series of streaks, right? I mean, yep. Philip Fulmer owned Alabama, so and, and so many new Alabama fans now, and they they like to brag and they like to boast, and I get it. I, I've said it multiple times. I think Nick Saban's the greatest college football coach of all time. I, I just think that he is. I think it'll be interesting to see. I saw he just hit two hundred wins at Alabama. Does he stick around and try to beat what Bear Bryant did? What's he got two thirty two something like that? I saw. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But just a a rivalry of streaks. And that's why it's almost, man, I got a cousin that's a diehard Alabama fan. And it's like, I ask him, I'm like, what what does this even mean to you? And it's like, it's almost like it's not fun because you can't talk trash. Like when when you just get beat year after year after year. But this thing's starting to change a little bit. Going to this game, great conversation right before we hit record about this matchup coming up on Saturday. It's a beautiful thing to be going into these Georgia games, Florida games, Alabama games, thinking you can go compete and actually make this thing a rivalry like it used to be. I I know a lot of old school fans, it means more to them. My generation, maybe even your generation, is more Florida. And then some of us just hate Georgia because there are no good Georgia fans, Eric. There are none. (laughs) And and we're going to bring that conversation uh, here in our last segment here in a moment because that's that's a good way to end it. But you're right. It's a great conversation. Can't wait to have it again uh, in front of the cameras here in a couple moments. Man, you look at this team, and I'm not trying to take it any lightly. Well, first off, I mean, Alabama's defense, though it's not 1-2 in the conference, boy, it's still pretty freaking good, and it's getting better. I mean, you know, 16 points per game, that's second in the conference. 292 yards allowed, that's third in the conference. 187 yards to the air, that's third in the conference. 104 yards on the ground, that's third in the conference. You got seven interceptions, you know, nine total takeaways, 26 sacks, 50 TFLs. You've got some edge rushers who are really good, and Chris Braswell, but, you know, Dallas Turner, who arguably could be one of the best in the conference in the country. James Pierce might have something to say about that. Um, this is a really, really good Alabama defense. So, again, I'm not trying to take that lightly. You look at the other side of the football. This is not the Alabama offense we've seen uh, here lately. Not even dominant running the football where I thought that <clears throat> they would be. Um, Jalen Milrose dynamic. He's gotten better as the year's gone on. But, I mean, Alabama offensively, you're ninth in scoring. You're 10th in total low. You're 10th in uh, passing yards. You're 8th in rushing. This is going to be a low-scoring game, I feel like. Completely opposite of what last year was. But it's going to be defense against defense. Front seven against front seven. Run game against run game. Who can who can run from as most yards and which quarterback can make more plays? That's what I really think it's going to come down to is quarterback play. And that's yeah. what scares me about this matchup. And I know it was kind of the same conversation everybody was having last week, right? Can Tennessee run the football on A&M's defense? We saw that they could do that. I think they're going to be able to run the football against Alabama's defense. You rattled off a bunch of playmakers. Look, it's Alabama. It's plug and play. Five-star after five-star after five-star. You know, we as Tennessee fans get excited. You're talking about James Pierce. Who's the best defensive player in the country, in the conference? 
does the country matter? It's really just about the SEC. <laughs> yeah. Who's the best player, right? So you're like, you want to brag and go look at numbers, and you want to see where Tyler Barron's at and where James Pierce is at when it comes to sacks in the SEC, and then you get in there and you say, oh, yeah, there's uh, Dallas Turner right there at the top of the list with seven yep. sacks on the season. They have playmakers. They're going to make plays, and I truly think it is going to come down to quarterback play. Now, does Joe Milton go out and ball out? Does he go and deliver? Everybody, and it's not just Joe. I shouldn't have said that. The passing game, the air game. The, what, what did I call it a couple of weeks ago? The throw the game. The throw game. Yeah, the throw game. Shout out Butch Jones. I hope you're listening, <laughs> buddy. Uh, it's everybody, right? Ramel Keaton can't have the drops. they got to get separation. Guys got to get open. Uh, but I think it's going to come down to the pass game and it does scare me a little bit can Tennessee throw the football can we can we both agree and we can talk a little Joe Milton in in the last segment because obviously you know I did I did a hit earlier in the week and it was like what's the biggest storyline entering this football game I was like well I should say the defense playing lights out I should say the pass rush I should say the uh, running game I should say D Williams but no it's still going to be the quarterback because the quarterback is the most important and most popular position in all sports so we'll talk Joe Milton in a moment but Jalen Milrow a couple weeks ago against AM, he proved that yes, he can connect on the deep ball. And, you know, if it's there, he can beat one on one coverage. Um, you know, not every time, but doing pretty well. You know how I love pro football focus. Do, you know, word to the wise do not look up Joe Milton's stats 20 yards plus down the field, but that's what we're going to do for Jalen Milrow. 19 of 31 completes at 61%, which is not great, but deep balls down the field. Again, 19 of 31 is not bad. He's got 737 yards, nine touchdowns and no interceptions. So that pro football focus great like ranking grading scale is at 98.9 for Jalen Milrow on throws 20 yards or more down the field. That is really good and that got a good boost against AM a couple weeks ago. Now where he struggles is the intermediates, 10 to 19 yards. He's 16 to 31, uh one touchdown, three interceptions. So intermediate's not good. My point is I think Milrow is playing with confidence. I think Alabama was always going to be at its best with Milrow playing to his potential compared to the other two guys. He can make the throws down the field. He's never going to be as accurate. He doesn't want to run, but he can run. And you said it a moment ago, which quarterback makes more plays? Jalen Milrow kind of scares me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, if you, if you if you told me, hey, this game's going to come down to a quarterback taking a deep shot and connecting, who are you rolling with, Jalen Milrow or Joe Milton? I'm going with Jalen Milrow, and that's what scares me about this game. It's such an interesting storyline to, to see the success that Milrow has throwing the football down the field because yeah. they've struggled to protect him, right? We all know that storyline. Tennessee, mm-hmm. 24 sacks on the year, fourth in the NCAA, four sacks per game, and then you look at the other side, Alabama's given up 31 sacks, 126th yeah. in the country in sacks allowed, Four, almost four and a half sacks per game. How are you giving up almost four and a half sacks a game and still having success throwing the football down the field? I think you got to have the same game plan you had against Texas A&M. You got to have Jalen Milrow running for his life. And even if you don't get home, I forget the numbers. I had the numbers in front of me. Made a video on it earlier this week about how many times that Max Johnson was pressured, how many times he was hit. It was ridiculous. That defensive line impacted the Texas A&M game, even though they only got home, what, twice? I think the defensive line was credited with two sacks, but the D-line took over that game. Can you do that against Alabama? Can you do that against Jalen Milrow? He doesn't, what, what's he got? Four interceptions, I think, on the year. See, if, man, it's going to come down, it's going to come down to something yeah. like that. Something like penalties. Can Tennessee play clean football? Both of these football teams play sloppy. They play sloppy football. They are so similar in matchups, and I know we're going to get to that in the next segment. They are so similar, but they both play sloppy football who wants it more on the third saturday in october we're gonna find out 
Yeah, you know me. I'm I'm always you say something, I'm going, I'm racing to look up the stats here. So um let's see here. In this football game, Max Johnson had ah, crap. I can find it on it's on my phone. This hey, let me drag you through the mud. This no, 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 is how no, no. I got I got I got I'm gonna beat you to it. Okay, so God dang it, no, you might beat me to it. I still can't freaking find it. Anyway, Tennessee. I got had it. 20- I got it right here. Okay, let's hear it. Max Johnson was pressured twenty five out of 39 dropbacks. I don't know what the numbers are for NCAA. That's got to be at the top of the list. 64.1% pressured on dropbacks. That's per pro football focus. A&M has never had a pressure rate that high since PFF started tracking that stat in 2014. Also took 11 hits on the day. That's how you impact Milro. Pressure. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to get home. Pressure. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, uh, I knew the twenty-five number. I was trying to find the drawbacks number, and you beat me to it, man. Yeah, just incredible. And and again, you look at you look at PFF and, and Max Johnson, who, man, he he showed me some toughness in that football game. I know we got to hit a break, but um, his, his pro football focus grades on, you know, when he was kept clean under pressure, not blitz, blitz. It's twenty-nine percent, forty-one percent, twenty-eight percent, fifty-six percent. I mean. Tennessee got after that ass the other day, and you're going to have to do that for Mill Road, too. Uh, more quarterback conversations, more on what we think this game is going to come down to. All that's coming up as we move on here on Locked On Vols. Boogie Bentley of the Talking Vols Network will come back with another segment here on Locked On Vols. Do you want to say about our friends? That is Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg that truly give you that sculpted look. Uh, Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing that Lululemon does, but the fit is way better. They fit way better than regular shorts because regular shorts are made of stiff, restricting cotton, but Bird Dogs has fixed that issue by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches to give you that slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement, all right? Plus, Bird Dogs uses that anti-stink uh, sweat wicking fabric that helps you stay cool and dry all day long. Bird dogs are good for any function. <clears throat> Excuse me. Versatility is the name of the game. All right. Go go to go to a work meeting. Go out to the bar to have some drinks with the boys. Go on a date with the girlfriend or the wife. You can go to church on a Sunday morning. Those slacks, those shorts, versatility. You feel good and you look good with bird dogs. And you can get yours at birddogs.com. I encourage you to go to birddogs.com uh, slash locked on college. Enter that promo code locked on college to check out for free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That is birddogs.com slash locked on college. For a free water bottle at checkout, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. We got a final segment left here on this Friday edition of Locked On Vols, Tennessee, Alabama, Tennessee and Tuscaloosa, three thirty Eastern Time. The CBS kick. Uh, man, I'm I'm expecting a good one. A second segment here with Boogie Bentley, the uh, Locked On, or excuse me, the Talking Vols Network. We call it Locked On Talking Vols here. Um, let's have that conversation, man. Um, quarterback. So we talked Millroy a little bit in that first segment. You know, Joe Milton, everybody's talking about Joe Milton. Everybody hates Joe Milton. Everybody loves Nico, yada, yada, yada. Fact of the matter is, Joe Milton's playing. Joe Milton's starting. It's a huge game. Tennessee's 5-1. and one. And I say that. I'm not trying to say, oh, Tennessee's 5-1, and 2-1 one, one in SEC play. There are no issues. Clearly, throwing the football is an issue right now, okay? But Joe Milton is a starting quarterback. He's going to start tomorrow. Um, you know, what does Tennessee need to do to put Joe in, to, Joe in successful situations to where he can help Tennessee and, and – not get in the way of Tennessee trying to win this game, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, when you when you came on talking balls Monday morning, we kind of talked about it. What 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 got under Joe's skin? What what got into Joe that second half when he started running the football physically? It's almost like you know he ran out of bounds on the on the the little third down play when he had the free play. It's like just lower your shoulder and hit somebody. And then you brought up a good point. The fourth down and two. There's no way he's getting the first down, but. 
fans immediately turn on him because of what happened on the previous play. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden in the second half, man, he starts running physically, starts running violent. Maybe I just call a speed option. Play number one, speed option. And I say, somebody go hit Joe. Somebody go hit Joe and piss him off. Because I think he needs to play angry. I think he needs to play mad. We see Joe out there dancing and goofing off and having a good time. That's who he is. But I think he plays better angry. Get him hit. Get him Get him physically involved in the game. I know you want to protect the knee. But at this point, go play football, man. If you're scared of contact, go find something else to do with your life. You're going to have to take contact. And I like Joe when he plays angry. I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know that any fan does. Like, to me, any fan that can sit here and defend Joe at this point and this isn't saying put Nico in he's gonna he's gonna go win the Heisman no it's just saying Joe's not playing good football but to your point Tennessee's five and one and you got an opportunity to go beat Alabama on Saturday you don't bench your starting quarterback when that's the scenario it's Joe versus the world prove it to somebody on Saturday and again I'm not sitting here saying Joe's absent of blame there's plenty of blame for Joe there's plenty of blame for those wide receivers but at the end of the day and I've said this all week long 11 to 22, one touchdown, one interception, 100 yards. That is not good enough. I don't care who dropped the football. I don't care who quit running the routes. I don't care if there was pressure in your face. That stat line is just not good enough. Um, he's got to be better. I've had some people on this podcast on VolQuest, and I mean this with all due respect. I'm not trying to not trying to make anyone feel stupid or anything, but I've, I've gotten some gas and more conversation this week. <laughs> I have too. Um, that, that that's not going to happen. Um, your your football team is again five and one. A chance. To, I mean. I, like there are people I don't know where I'm at again you know behind the curtain we record this on Wednesday you got two more days left before I make my official prediction all right I don't know what I'm gonna do all that's a good point. idea do it multiple times make like three or four picks throughout the week they already say I talk out of both sides of my hey, mouth that way I'm not wrong I'm hedging right. my bets baby always um but I mean you got people like me that that truly and this will lead us into our final conversation that truly believe you look at the numbers man Tennessee should win this football game but then it's like, well, what Joe you're going to get? You know, communication. Cooper Mays is back. How much will that help? Going to be a loud environment. All that t- type of stuff that goes into it. Joe Milton, I believe, going back to what you said earlier in the show, which quarterback makes some plays? Does Jalen Milrow gain five on, on fourth and four with his legs? Or does he gain six on third and 12 and it doesn't matter? You know, does Joe Milton complete some balls down the field? I like your saying, you know, speed option play number one. I say just throw, throw it down the football field. Take a shot play number one. Just go out there and say, "Hey, you know, Joe Milton's our guy. We're not afraid of him. You know, we're not we're not afraid to play despite his play, and we're gonna go get out." That doesn't make any sense. I just, I'm so I'm so jacked up for this football game, man. Uh, this is what it's all about. Let's finish it off here, man. Um, prediction times. You know, keys to victory. How do you feel this game going? And you can talk out of both sides of your mouth. It's a safe space here. How do you feel like this game's gonna go for Tennessee? Is it? I've read your comments. It's not a safe space. They're always on the attack. They're always on the prowl. But, hey, I'm here for it, man. We had a good conversation off air right before we went live, and you're like, no, let, let, let me hit record. Let's go. And just yeah. talking about the matchup. And you and I both every week, usually starting sometimes on Sunday into Monday, you just start looking at numbers, right? And, and we watch the games on Saturday. We rewatch the games. But you still look at numbers, particularly halfway through the season. Like, I don't want to hear about schedules and who anybody's played because we're halfway into the year. So numbers yeah. do mean something. They're not everything. But when you look at the numbers, points per game, Tennessee 32.3, Alabama 30.1. Defensive scoring, Tennessee 17 points a game. Alabama 16 points per game. They're all over each other. You go deeper, passing yards per game. Alabama 219, Tennessee 212. That's very similar. I understand that Paul Feinbaum wants to talk about how bad Tennessee's offense is. 
guess what? They're putting up more yards per game than Alabama. So find a different narrative, Paul. You can go to defense. Paul, sorry to cut you off here. Paul said earlier in the week, like, you know, Alabama's got a pretty good offense. Paul, yeah. that, that's that's not true. Now, they could have a very good offense against Tennessee because that's how things work against Tennessee. That's not very true according to the stats here. My entire my entire video on Wednesday morning was mocking Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> go give it a watch. It's always a good time. But defensively, same thing. Passing defense, 187 Alabama, 197 uh, Tennessee. Rushing defense, both giving up 105 yards. I mean, you can't get any closer. 105 yards. Yeah. What's the difference? Tennessee can run the football. Number one in the SEC, 231 yards per game. Alabama, 148 per game. You mentioned earlier, they're not running the football as good as you thought they were or thought they would. Penalties, both very heavily penalized teams. Yeah. Tennessee, 119th in the country. Alabama, 97. There's so many things. What's it going to come down to? I think it's going to come down to a quarterback is going to have to make a play. Now, who's going to make it? Is it going to be Milrow or is it going to be Joe Milton? Right now, I don't know that I can count on Joe, whereas you, you numbers tell the story, and, and Jalen Milrow can connect down the field. So if it's third and eight and they need a play, is he going to go make it? Do you believe Joe Milton can make it? Everything on paper tells me, Boogie, pick the Vols. Don't let down your fan base. They're going to hate you if you pick Alabama. And then when it comes down to it, I say, Tennessee sucks on the road. That is a huge, huge problem in this game. Tennessee struggles on the road. They lost at Florida. You go back to Georgia last year, the South Carolina game last year. We don't count Vanderbilt. It doesn't matter. You got to go all the way back to what? LSU, since Tennessee is, has, has looked good on the road. Cooper Mays is back. Is Gerald Mincy healthy? I, I just I, we'll see. I can't do it, man. I cannot pick Tennessee in this game. And that's what makes it so hard, man, because, again, I did a hit Wednesday morning, and the guy, it's, it's, it is on Thursday's Locked on Vols, Chris Gordy, he said the simple phrase, like, if this game was in Knoxville, I'd take Tennessee. This game is not in Knoxville, I'm taking Alabama. And it might be that simple. Like, that's kind of how we were talking about A&M last week. I was like, man, if this is on the road, I don't know, but this is at home. Tennessee doesn't, win it, doesn't lose at home. A&M doesn't win on the road. Tennessee here lately has not shown well on the road. Is it that? How does Tennessee deal with the crowd noise, pre-snap penalties? Cooper Mays is back, and that's great. Is he good enough? Is, is, is that the variable that's going to overcome all those penalties? No, there's still going to be penalties. I think the fact of the matter is you can't start drives first and 15. You can't start drives you know, first and 12 with a holding penalty on a gain of six or whatever. Uh, Tennessee's got to get some rhythm. Tennessee's got to get some that first first down, and that's what it's going to come down to. So, again, like I'm with you, man. Like It, it makes – so much sense to pick Tennessee in this game, in my opinion. And then on the other side, it makes no sense because it is a road football game. And Tennessee's played one game out of the state of Tennessee this year, and it looked horrible. So, I don't know, man. It, it's wild. What, what, what's your – you said you couldn't do it. Kind of kind of what's your score prediction? And, and, again, you reserve the right to change this later in the week because we are recording this on a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> the beautiful thing is we go live every Wednesday at 7. So, you put me on the spot the last two weeks, and I forgot we were going to do predictions. And I'm like, oh, man, I've not, I've not even thought about a score prediction. I thought yeah. about this one. All the factors that I just laid out, I think at the end of the day, if it's in Neyland Stadium, I'm picking Tennessee by, by 10 to 14. I think it's a two-score game. I think they run the football down Alabama's throat. I think they do enough to go win, just like that Alabama game. Alabama, I mean, the Texas A&M game. Alabama's not as good as they have been. They're, they're just not. Look at their last game against Arkansas. They limped their way to victory. They, they should have never beat Texas A&M, but they did. But, again, Tennessee has struggled on the road. It's going to be hostile, man. It's going to be hostile. If you don't think that that fan base and I know we say that players ignore it coaches ignore it they really don't but they say they do fans don't ignore it they have had this game circled on their calendar for a year 
they're going to have a home field advantage. Tennessee's going to struggle with that. I'm going 24, Alabama 24, Tennessee 21. Heartbreaking loss, and I hope I've never wanted to be wrong more. I hope Joe Milton throws for 350, and everybody's laughing at me because I can take it. And I guess what? No matter how much you laugh at me, if Tennessee beats Alabama on the road, I'm going to be one happy man on Saturday night. Hey, who cares, man? It's only on the journal's quarters where somebody will go back and bump the mods picks from a year before. <laughs> When you won, like who gives a shit? You won the game. It was great. You know, oh, like, man. oh, I promise you when you sit in front of a microphone and you talk every single day about Tennessee football, you're going to be wrong probably more times than you're right. I wish the, <laughs> I wish the comments would service back all the hot takes in the comments. I wish those would come back, but they never do. Oh, all right. I made a prediction on yesterday's show, so I'm, I'm not going to do it right now. You guys know how I feel. VolQuest.com Friday afternoon. We have our picks. Um, I, I think I'm going to stick with it. I just, I, man, I, I like Tennessee in this game. I truly do. I do. I like Tennessee in this game. I mean, maybe, maybe this is wishful thinking. Maybe I'm talking myself into it. I just, I like Tennessee in this game, but we can, we can bend numbers until we're blue in the face. Yep. Um, I think it's going to be a good football game. Boogie, you guys going to talk. Um, I know you talked on Wednesday nights. I know you're going to have a pregame or, uh, you're going to have a postgame show for sure. What else you got coming up here on a Friday, a Saturday, getting ready for the third Saturday in October. This is going up at midnight on Friday. We'll be live in a few hours. We'll be live at 9.30 a.m. Yep. Eastern time talking about this Tennessee-Alabama game. May have a special guest. Not sure yet what's going on with that. We shall see, and then we'll be live an hour before kickoff. Tailgate show, crack open a beer, come hang out, pull up a chair on the back deck, and let's just laid back talking Tennessee football, and then we'll be live immediately following the game as well. Hey, let's get it, man. This is uh, this is one of those football games why you come to Tennessee to play, why you come to Tennessee to coach. If you're a fan, this is a game that gets you get you amped up. If you're a media member, this is why you're in this industry. I love these football games. Uh, let's see what happens, man. Boogie, appreciate it as always, man. Always a good time. We'll catch up on Monday. All right, that is Boogie Bentley of the Talking Vols Network. I'll be on his show at 9 a.m. Monday, win or lose. It won't be a draw, and we'll uh, we'll recap everything that was Tennessee and Alabama. Will Tennessee improve to 6-1? and one? Three and one in Southeastern Conference play. Or will Tennessee fall to, um, let's see, let's do the math here, five and two and <laughs> two and two in Southeastern Conference play? 60 minutes will tell the tale. I cannot wait for it. It is going to be down in Tuscaloosa, CBS 330 kick, Tennessee, Alabama. Let's see what happens, folks. We'll recap it all. Um, I'm going to be doing a day trip. It's going to be absolute hell. I'm going to drive down, do the game, then come back, and then I'm going to go do baseball at Pioneer Park in Greenville on uh on sunday so um i will have some type of post game something up there monday sunday morning when you wake up it'll be like 4 a.m record probably be like 10 minutes i'll get something up there to get some immediate thoughts i'll look like crap but it is what it is we'll come back monday we'll recap it all scoring plays all that and more tennessee and alabama third saturday in october we'll see what happens and uh, we'll recap it all right here on lockdown balls enjoy the weekend guys stay safe and uh we'll see uh let's, let's see what tennessee does here in tuscaloosa